0: Welcome to Leveraging the Laboratory, a Mayo Clinic Laboratories podcast for administrators, outreach managers, and laboratory professionals to learn how best to leverage and optimize the laboratory for patients, clients, and staff. I'm your host, Jane Hermanson, Outreach Manager at Mayo Clinic Laboratories. And joining me today is Andy Toflin, who is a director within Mayo Clinic Laboratories Marketing. Our discussion today is going to be marketing for the laboratory outreach program. Many organizations tend to use the word marketing as a euphemism for sales, like sales is a bad thing. And it's not a bad thing, but sales and marketing are actually two very different disciplines both are important to an outreach program, but today we're going to specifically discuss how marketing is important and hopefully get some ideas from our expert as to how to do a better job of getting the word out about your laboratory outreach programs. So Andy, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Why don't you start by telling me a little about yourself and your role as a marketing leader within Mayo Clinic Labs?
1: Thanks so much for inviting me to participate in this conversation. I currently serve as the Director of Integrated Marketing and Demand Generation at Mayo Clinic Laboratories, which is a really fancy way of saying we really handle all the communications and go-to-market strategy on behalf of this organization. So there are really four areas that our team focuses on. And you'll hear terms like integrated marketing um, out there. And integrated marketing is really bringing all of the different disciplines of marketing into one organization. And so my area focuses on really four main areas of media. The first area is paid media. So think about advertising, sponsored social posts, things like that. Earned media, which is media relations. So working with the news networks, the uh, online publications, trade journals, things like that. Then there's shared or, or as everyone else knows it, as social media. So really leveraging the various platforms that are out there to, to reach a mass audience or if you use it right, a very targeted audience. And one area that we've invested in a lot, and I think something that I'll spend a lot of time on today is owned media. So it's really telling your story. So for instance, this podcast is considered owned media for Mayo Clinic Laboratories. And it's really... At a high level, making sure that we create the right platforms to let thought leaders like yourself tell stories and and share knowledge and um, expertise and experience and perspectives that can benefit multiple audiences. The fifth area that I would add to it is education. Education is really, really critical to making sure that you're really communicating well, but also driving behavior. So you started off with not sales versus marketing, but sales and marketing. I mean, sales is a really specific discipline, engaging specific target audiences, and really having a detailed conversation, the role of a sales Organization is really, really important. And marketing is really, really important to diving into that and helping that be successful. But the thing that I would add is, in my experience, people often really confuse communications and education. And communication is really about driving awareness and making people are are aware of something, whether it's a change or something that uh, may impact their day-to-day work. Education is really helping them adapt to it. Um, So giving them the training, giving them the uh, information they need to modify a behavior. So really from an integrated marketing perspective, having everything from sales enablement to education and really everything in between is is really, really important.
0: Wow, that was a lot of stuff. So I actually wrote <laughs> them down, paid, earned, shared, owned, and then the role of education and education is not communication. Okay, so with all of that, I know that you've been doing marketing for a long time. Yes, yes. And I think when we I, we probably were doing some marketing stuff at least 15 years ago collectively for some of our clients how has marketing changed or evolved over the years stuff that we did 15 years ago simply doesn't seem to have as much impact today can you tell me how you see the tactics changing and maybe things that are more relevant today than than yesterday
1: yeah it's it's a really interesting question and I have a book behind me on my bookshelf. Um, It's copyrighted in 1998. And it's a public relations textbook from college. And the last chapter is actually the theory of the internet. And it is basically, we think the internet's going to be really important for communication, but we don't quite know how yet. And that's how far we've come. And that was 20 years ago. So I've been uh, practicing marketing professional for about... A little over 20 years now, and when I started at Mayo Clinic, it was 98% print. We printed everything. We sent it all around the world. We had huge warehouses as an institution full of print. And I would say we've really swung rapidly to the other direction of, you know, probably of our mix now, 90% is digital, and there still is a role of print, for print. And I think we'll dive into that in a little bit. But to go from Everything is printed to artificial intelligence and hyper-targeting on social media. It's really changed a lot. And I think the the thing that the listeners really need to focus in on is who is the audience and what's the best way to reach them. And one of the things that I often joke about is effective communications Ranges from really high end, high tech communications to what I call student council election communications. And that's a poster over the water fountain or the bubbler if you're in Wisconsin. I'm sure most people have heard the term multimedia. And that means there are multiple platforms, whether it's print, whether it's digital, whether it's online, whether it's an event. You really need to make sure that you are taking the marketing tactic and aligning it to where that audience is at or where they prefer to get information. And we've done a lot of research internally at Mayo and, you know, there are very specific platforms that our providers are really interested in learning about test updates, for example, whereas if it's uh, really looking at what's new, what's innovation, they're really looking for for social media and, and online content. So obviously, We can dive into those details if you'd like. Sure.
0: So let me go back to the student council election poster, because that's about as low tech and old school as you can get, but still effective, right? It still has a role. And I drive in my car and people say radio advertisements are still one of the number one ways to get your word out. And I actually pay more attention to a radio ad than I do when I'm watching television. So I think that that's tried and true, right? So paper would be one of those old tried and true types of tactics. And we've got some clients today that are saying, you know what, I want to go out, talk to some doctors. And I think in order to look official, I've got to have some paper with me. I want to be able to leave something with them. How would you as a marketing professional respond to that need for some paper? Is that a need? Is it not a need? Tell me more.
1: 100% 100% it's a need and and what we have found is 20 years ago print was the only way to deliver that information but right now with um you know the QR codes that became really popular during the pandemic those are really a great resource and anyone can do it if you do a google search and just do QR code generator you can create something that drives to a, a, a web page and so what we have heard from Providers that we work with is they're really looking for that kind of reference piece of paper. So it's not the piece of paper that tells the whole story, but is in essence a physical bookmark to remind a provider, a a laboratorian, etc., on oh yeah there's an online resource for this and so we've shifted a lot to um to postcards they have a high level message a high level description of the product or service and then we have a qr code that drives them to that website and what i would say for the lab outreach programs is just think of your user they're going to have something sitting on their desk, they're going to have something on a bulletin board. And you really want to look at print as a facilitator to drive people to a digital environment. So it's really that I often describe it as the explanatory to exploratory, where you want to explain at a really high level. And if someone really wants to dive into it, you need to give them that pathway to learn more and more and more about it. And so the combination of print, QR codes and really rich detail on the web um, is is really powerful continuum for uh, hospital laboratories.
0: I love that. And I think the thing that is so meaningful in what you just shared is if you keep that print piece high level. Yep. It's not going to go out of date, and mm-hmm. then what you have is the opportunity then to keep your online information updated. Yeah. So uh, often, people will do a big print of something, and then oh, gee, they change their hours, they move to a new location, and right. they have to scrap the whole bit. Right. So by keeping it high level like that, yeah, clearly
1: you. Can what, update. what I would add to that is shift to on-demand printing. I referenced the Mayo model. We have giant warehouses full of medical. Equipment. We have one that is specifically for print, and we know that that has an environmental impact because when you change a patient service center, you have to recycle all of that, and that really comes with a, a lot of cost. And so, digital printing has come incredibly far. It's going through a big transformation now, and there are going to be local printers that are able to print on demand or print lower print runs um, that I think can be really economical for for hospital labs.
0: Well, and I think much more affordable as yeah. well. I think that the more di- something that uh, groups tend to be a little bit more challenged with is just making sure that they've yeah. got the right people to write the content, create Mm -hmm. the content, support the content, and even being able to use their own logo. So tell us a little bit about how within our own structure at Mayo Clinic to manage our brand.
1: It's one of those things that people think about how they own this part of their organization and that they need their own brand. And What we know from um, our market research, our, our brand health research is we are Mayo Clinic. We are not Mayo Clinic laboratories. We would, if you take Mayo Clinic out of our brand, we don't have a brand. And so what I would really emphasize is work within your organization and in the brand structure that they have, because there's a lot of equity. There's a lot of name recognition in that, and it's how do you clearly communicate to an audience of what part of your organization you're at. And so that's what we really emphasize is we want people to know that this is the laboratory and pathology services provided by Mayo Clinic. And I would say from a lab outreach program, you want providers to know that you are affiliated with that master brand, but here's your role, here's your unique service, your unique product offering that can really meet that need in that community. So um, there's really a, a big element of, you know, leveraging your organization's name reputation, the word of mouth that comes along with that, and really making sure that you're able to to really position your lab as a uh, an extension and something that's really critical to the success of your organization.
0: Well, and I think one thing that we see our customers doing is making sure that when they're talking about lab that they're aligning it with mm-hmm. other organizational priorities. So many times they use the the Studer pillar methodology for their strategic plans and there's typically a community mm-hmm. pillar there. So yeah. Leading the case then to marketing to say, hey, our yeah. outreach program is an extension of yeah. our organization, hitting all of the items that are under your community pillar. Let's go for it. Tends yeah. to get a little bit more buy-in that way.
1: Yeah, I think this is a fascinating line of questioning. I, I'd love to throw a question to you, though. Um, I'm really interested in your thought of the role that health system marketing leadership can play in promoting the laboratory? What have you seen be successful? What are kind of the best in class lab outreach programs doing in that space?
0: Yeah, really good question. And sadly, some aren't getting support at all, but for those who do have support, they will get access to the logo. They will have access to the media. So when you talked about the different ways of connecting the the earned media, Things like press releases, doing a public service announcement on the radio saying, did you know that it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Did you know that it's Prostate Cancer Awareness Month? And then talking about laboratory testing. So taking their scientists and engaging them into the community. So when there is an engaged marketing department, they're looking at ways to engage with all of the different mechanisms that you've talked about to say, Mm -hmm. how do we make sure labs part of the story? There was one group that was really struggling with staffing and they actually had in a local radio show, their laboratory manager was just talking in a kind of a public service kind of an, uh, an announcement to say, we're really struggling, we need people, and here's why we need them, and then talking about the value of the lab and moving on, and all of that then facilitated
1: Yeah, and, through and marketing. I, yeah, and I think you brought up a really good point that I, I would also encourage those trying to really get part of the conversation and getting marketing support is we always say that every clinical story has a lab angle to it. I mean, there are very, very few instances where you can't tie the role of the laboratory and diagnostics to an outcome. And, you know, if there's a new center of excellence, if your organization is really emphasizing its cancer center, inject the, the role of diagnostics in cancer care, you know, the access to next-gen sequencing, the pathologist that you may have on site. There's really a powerful story and you know, from a marketing, perspective or a communication perspective, we're always looking for that ability to add that richness and that depth. And the more credibility an organization can have on its ability to deliver on the promise that it's putting to the market, the better. And and lab is almost always a layer of detail that can be added to, to really any story. So whether it's a media event or a newsletter article or something that's going through advertising really emphasizing that the hospital laboratory that these outreach programs have some of the finest lab capacity and capability in in the world and you know they also have trusted partners like Mayo Clinic that can complement that continuum of care so be proud of the story that the lab can tell because There's the often cited statistic of the amount of, uh, and I believe it's cited to you, um, but it's a very large percentage of the objective data is lab and and lean into that. Be proud of the role the lab plays in the care of our patients.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I, I think that I stole it from some other Mayo Clinic peers, and I think we ultimately got that information from a retired pathologist from Pittsburgh. But thank you for that. <laughs> so I, I know that we're uh, we're kind of coming up on our time, Andy. I want to hit a couple of things. Of course. you talked about social media. And I think that that's something that it's cheap. It can hit a big audience. And Facebook is for the grandparents now. And Twitter and Snapchat and and TikTok, tell me more.
1: Yeah, and I would say it may be for the grandparents, but the grandparents are getting care at your organization. And Mm so what I would really do is leverage what your organization is doing and one of the key things that i've said at the leveraging conference and you know other engagements that i've been part of is people are marketing professionals communication professionals they're always looking for high quality content and so what i would say is you don't need to start your own accounts you need to make sure that you are communicating to the audience that your organization is already going after so there is, you know, a lot of opportunities of maybe monthly send your social media team. Here's some suggested Facebook posts, Twitter posts, whatever platforms they're on. But they're always looking for high quality content because they want to engage users continuously. I would just reemphasize, like, remember where your audience is. You can say, "Hey, everyone's on TikTok." Well, are they healthcare buyers or in the instance of a, a, a hospital outreach program, you're looking for decision makers that are able to say, hey, I want to send testing to Memorial Hospital. And so never forget where your true audience is. So there's going to be on one side awareness of you want people to know about lab testing, um, the role it plays, where to get it, the breadth that you have. And that can go across you know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok whatever the platform is but if you're really looking for like lead generation connections LinkedIn is really the, the a, a great platform to make those connections and that's really where professionals are at right now so it's really a pretty important mix of both awareness and lead generation
0: I think that's a really good point and really being where your customer is who your customer is and what your message is so there's no one size fits all so you really have to bring everything. I appreciate your call to request content. And that's what it's all about is providing valuable content. And if we've got the story to tell, engaging with the right marketing professional to put the wheels under that message, that's how labs are going to be most effective. Exactly. Yep. Annie, we're actually right at the end of our time. I'm going to ask you one last question, and I like to ask kind of a rapid-fire question at the end. And building from your your least favorite to your most favorite, could you name the top three ways that you love for labs to promote themselves? What are they and why?
1: I think the third most important one is something that has a lot of utility. So think of print piece um, that has very high-level, actionable information on it, that QR code But there is a role for print, and especially in busy laboratories or busy practices, quick references are are really important. The second area, there's a uh, term of content marketing. It's a really simple way of saying storytelling. Tell your story. So whether it is a podcast like this, whether it's a short video, whether it's a, um, a longer form piece, tell your story, tell the story of what makes your organization unique and the most important part of, of marketing is encouraging word of mouth. We really want to make sure that we are facilitating and, and giving people content to to share and to have the conversations with their friends and family. If, if they're making a decision of, hey, I have a, a medical need, we want The most powerful thing is a referral from a a trusted family member or friend. And, you know, we just look at the Mayo history. And Jane, you and I have been here long enough that we've run into patients that refer it to as the Mayos um, because their parents literally were saying, you got to go see the Mayo brothers, the Mayos. And so that was the most powerful and remains the most powerful driver of care at Mayo Clinic and also for laboratories. People that have really strong experiences, positive experiences with labs are going to go back to those labs. So really make sure that you are uh, harnessing and encouraging that referral through word of mouth.
0: Excellent. And I, I, I really appreciate your comment about lab being tied to the organization because a positive experience with lab turns to positive experience with the organization overall.
1: Precisely. Yep.
0: So with that, any last words, Andy?
1: I would just say, again, tell your story. What each lab outreach program, what every lab professional does every day is truly giving the data to give a patient an answer. It may not be the answer they're looking for, but it's an answer and they can make the right decisions and get the right care and the right therapy, et cetera. So I just... I'm humbled every day that I get to work with laboratorians and get to work with people like you, Jane, that are are spreading the word about how important this practice is and that the role of the laboratory is absolutely essential to the success of every healthcare organization.
0: And so critical to the outcome for the patients as well. Thank you very much, Andy. You've really given us a lot of time today and a lot to think about related to outreach program marketing. So I hope also that our audience has gained some new ideas to implement in their own outreach program, which of course allows them to provide the best quality to their customers and to their patients. Thanks again, Andy.
1: Thanks so much, Jane.
0: Thank you for listening to Leveraging the Laboratory, a podcast from Mayo Clinic Laboratories. If you've enjoyed the Leveraging the Laboratory podcast, please subscribe. And until next time, we encourage you to continue to promote your community-based hospital laboratory. The needs of the patient come first.